It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for Baseball Talk on the radio. And a good show lined up for you today is in the second half of our show this afternoon. We will hear from Kyle Manzardo, one of the top prospects for the Cleveland Guardians. And he is tearing it up in the Arizona Fall League. A hard-hitting first baseman trying to make his case to make this ball club either at the start or at some point in the 2024 season. Also coming up on our show this week, Anthony Castrovince from MLB.com will have a World Series preview as the World Series got off to a rousing start. Wild ball game last night down in Texas won by the Rangers to get the World Series started. An extra inning walk-off for Adelis Garcia. But first, after the break... It's our Game of the Week segment as we take a look back at one of the dramatic walk-off wins of the season. That comes your way next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Baseball, basketball, pickleball. Those are sports, and people love sports. If you love sports, you should know this. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Does saving have anything to do with sports? No, the people love sports, so I'm yelling sports out. Hockey, swimming, golf. Not all sports have the word ball in there, so save big when you switch to Progressive. Go, sports teams. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field. And don't forget, coming up in the second half of our show in just a little bit, we'll hear from prospect Kyle Manzardo, the first baseman, really tearing it up 
out in the Arizona Fall League. We'll hear from him in just a little bit. We'll also visit with Anthony Castrovins from MLB.com, a World Series preview as the series is underway in dramatic fashion last night while ball game won by Texas in 11. But first, a look back at one of the great games of 2023, and we take you back to June the 9th. The Houston Astros were in town to play the Guardians, the defending World Series champions who were certainly a favorite to win it again this season. And uh, this game on Friday night, June the 9th, featured an Astros ball club that came in at 36-27, and 27, contending for the top spot in the American League West, while the Guardians were under the 500 mark at 29 and 33. The starting pitchers were Christian Javier and Logan Allen, and it was all Astros early as Jose Abreu hit a three-run home run in the first inning. They added another run in the second to make it 4-0 before the Guardians got on the board in the third. Ahmed Rosario with a walk, Jose Ramirez with a single, and then Josh Naylor stepped in. The pitch. Swung on, grounded back up the middle. El Tuve at second has it. He'll throw to first to get Naylor. Rosario scores. Ramirez to third. Now two down. Give Josh Naylor 44 RBIs, sixth most in the American League. Houston got that run right back in the top of the fifth inning on Alex Bregman's RBI double. That made it five to one. But in the bottom half of the fifth. The Guardians' bats came alive. Miles Straw got it started with a leadoff double, and that brought Stephen Kwan to the plate. Here's the 0-2. Swung on, and that's driven. Down the right field line if it stays up, and it is off the base of the wall. Extra bases for Kwan. Scoring is Straw as Kwan has an RBI double, and the Guardians cut into that lead for Houston. It's now 5-2. Houston in front, but Cleveland's back on the board. Juan with a rope to right, and it's double number 15 for Stephen Kwan, now with 19 runs driven in. And Ahmed Rosario made it three consecutive doubles. He swings, and he lines one to left center field. That's headed to the gap. It gets down for a base hit. Scoring is Kwan on his way to second. Rosario, he's in with a hustle double. Three straight doubles open the inning. Two runs are in, and it's now 5-3 Houston as Cleveland creeps closer. Two batters later, Josh Naylor singled, moving Rosario to third, and then Andres Jimenez delivered. Here's the 0-1. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep right field, back on it, making the catch is Tucker, tagging and scoring is Rosario as the throw comes to third. And Jimenez drives in another with a sack fly to make it a one-run ball game. Actually, more of a line drive to Tucker. And that plates Rosario. RBI number 17 for Jimenez. The score remained 5-4 Houston until the seventh. That's when Jose Ramirez led off the inning with a bomb. Outfield for Jose. Is a bit toward right, fairly deep. Ramirez tonight, a double, a single, a flyout. Coming off last night's three-homer game. Cleveland down a run, the payoff. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to right. There she goes! He's done it again! And we are tied at five! Jose Ramirez 
four home runs in the last two nights. Six hits in the last two nights. And it's back to Hosey saying, hit your wagon on me, guys. Here we go. But in the eighth inning, the Astros retook the lead 6-5, to five, and the Guardians needed a ninth-inning rally just to stay alive. The Astros brought their closer on, Ryan Presley. He picked up two quick outs to start the inning, but then Jose Ramirez walked, and the most clutch player for the Guardians all season long, Josh Naylor, he came through again. Ramirez as good a base runner as there is in the game at first. Very modest lead. Now the 0-2 delivery. Swung on, hit high in the air. Deep left center. It's got a chance off the top of the wall. Ramirez scores. Into second is Naylor. We are tied. And that's how you make somebody pay for not wanting to pitch to Jose Ramirez. Naylor. Shortened the swing. Went down and drove one high off the 19-foot wall in left center. And Ramirez could waltz home from first. 6-6 six, six in the ninth. So to extra innings we went. Emmanuel Classe was on for the Guardians. Got the first two hitters in the 10th. And then a little help from his defense. And super utility man David Fry kept Houston off the board. Now the 1-0. Swung on a tapper out toward the mound. Instead, it's cut off by the catcher, and Fry throws to first for the out. What a play by Fry, who's caught so very little in his whole life. He called off Class A, barehanded it, and on the run through to first to get Diaz, or the go-ahead run scores. The Guardians were blanked in the bottom of the 10th. Trevor Steffen pitched a scoreless top of the 11th, and then in the bottom of the 11th, Josh Naylor stepped in, and it looked like more late-game dramatics for Naylor. And again, here's where Josh Naylor, so hot the last three weeks, hitting over 400 with 26 RBIs. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to center. McCormick back, track, wall, made the catch up against the wall in center. Wow! And 32,000 with a collective sigh at the same time. We go to the 12th, tied at six. In the 12th, Kyle Tucker singled with one out, driving in the go-ahead run, and that gave Houston a 7-6 lead. But in the bottom of the inning, the Guardians got a little help from the Houston defense with Will Brennan batting. The 1-1, swung on, grounded to short. This should do it. Pena runs to second, steps, throws it away. Off the screen of the dugout. Karen's toward home. Naylor scores the tying run. Al Pena had what could have been an inning-ending double play. Stepped on second. Airmailed the throw to first. Went off the screen of the dugout. Karen toward home plate. And Naylor never stopped running. And how about that way? to tie the game at seven. Incredible. In the 13th, Houston again put the pressure on, scoring a run, 
on a Mauricio Dubon RBI double. That made it 8-7 Houston. But the Guardians bounced back again. Bottom of the inning, Stephen Kwan came through. The pitch. Swung on a little looping liner into left center. It's going to get down for a base hit. He's being waved around. Here comes the throw to the plate. It gets by everybody. That allows the backup man, Martinez, to field it deep behind home plate. Game is tied as Fry scores and Quan's able to go to second. And now we're back to even at eight. That'll be an RBI single and then an error. That's a throwing error by McCormick, the left fielder. And here we go again for the fourth time in this game. Cleveland has tied it. So on to the 14th the game went. This never happens in today's game with that runner starting at second base in the extra innings, but it did on June the 9th. And in the 14th, Houston again got the runner home from second with a Kyle Tucker RBI single. So the Guardians trailed 9-8 to heading to the bottom of the 14th. Josh Naylor was the base runner starting at second and leading things off, Tyler Freeman. Now the 1-1, Freeman. Swinging a line shot to left, down the line it goes. Basin rolls to the wall. In to score the tying run is Naylor. In sliding with a double is Freeman. That's why Tito didn't bunt. Tyler Freeman rockets an RBI double down the left field line. And we're back to even for the fifth different time tonight. Cleveland has tied the game now at nine. And then two batters later, it was another youngster in Will Brennan who finally gave the Guardians a hard-fought win. Winning run at second, one down the pitch. A swing and a liner to deep left. Back goes McCormick, it's over his head! Around third, coming home, Freeman scores the winner! Brennan delivers the third walk-off win. With the outfield playing shallow, Brennan ripped one over McCormick's head and left for a game-winning double. Oh, what a game! Five different times Cleveland came from behind to tie it, and now they win it. Incredible. Tyler Freeman, an RBI double to tie it. Will Brennan, an RBI double to win it. Folks, you may not see a more entertaining game this year. The final in 14 innings. Cleveland 10, Houston 9. After the game, both Brennan and Freeman talked about the big extra innings win for the Guardians. Yeah, I mean, it's just no quit. Um, so it's a marathon who who knew that that game would have gone 14 innings usually those last about to the 10th or 11th so you know it's really important that we kept you know our minds in it and stuck around and battled and that's what we do yeah i felt like we just didn't give in you know whenever the challenge was brought up we were we were ready and uh we capitalized on every moment we could and uh we just tried keeping the line going that was the biggest thing and uh you know we came out on top at the end what's that celebration like did you get beat that much yeah, I got a douse in water, you know, it was typical of that, but that was cool. That was definitely really cool. When Jose tied it, you Tyler saying something to Quan about how good he is. But... They got me. <laughs> 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 what has it been like watching him the last game? 
that's how he is as a player. I mean, every single year, no matter if he's if he's not hot or, or you know he is hot, he's the same player each and every single day. And when he's on, it's fun to watch. I'll tell you that. I mean, before the game even started, he thought he was going to hit for the cycle. He hadn't had that bat yet. He goes, and he, he says, how's he going to hit for the cycle tonight? And he was what? He just needed that triple, man. Yeah, That's that was it. <laughs> but no, we, he, he's a very special player. Yeah, it, it was giddy yesterday. I don't know. We were all, we all felt like kids watching him. It was pretty cool. You know, I mean, he's our, he's our leader. He rallied us through this entire game. He rallied us yesterday. It's again, it's super special. I mean, he's a hall of famer. Hi again, everybody, with Cleveland manager Tito Francona, this time Hamilton. Never since at least 1900 has a team come back five different times to tie or win a ball game from the seventh inning on. You've been a part of some crazy ones. How does that one rank? Shoot, Hammy, we had the lead last night for all of one second <laughs> you know, when we scored that last run. I mean, it just, I mean, you're talking about pulling teeth. You know, it was hard. And, there was a lot of things that went right. There were some things that went wrong. But through it all, we we persevered. And when you're home, there's been so many times we are on the road, and we'll say, you know what, we were on the road. You have this last chance to score. Uh, and with the new rules in effect where, you know, the guys at second, that when they score one, that game's not over. Mm-hmm. So and, and fortunately, you know, we, we kept scoring one. We couldn't get that second one. And, you know, for a couple of innings, nobody scored. So there was some frustration going on, too. Yeah, you had a couple of extra innings with the winning run at third and less than two out. Usually, Tito, if you don't capitalize there, you lose that ball game. Is that a credit to this club's mindset that you didn't? You you make a good point. So often when you leave runners out there, you kind of leave a win out there. The the against and good teams like Houston, they'll come back and put get three or four, but the guys they keep playing, and that's a good quality. Hey, how about the kids coming through for you uh, to win that ball game? Tyler Freeman and Will Brennan, and you've always said this is why you try to use everybody to make them feel a part of it. And that was not, I know when I was walking to the media room yesterday, Freeman and Will were over, just coming out of there, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the more they can get involved in our wins, the better, and and because they're going to be our future. And Tito, you've been there as a young player. No matter how thrilling it is to get that call up, at the end of the day, you still want to play, don't you? You do, and I had to, I've actually told Tyler that. I said, hey, I feel for you right now. I know you're not playing a lot. And I said, I'm trying to figure this out. I said, it's not always easy. And to his credit, he's an exemplary teammate. And again, you just don't see games going very long anymore with the new extra inning rules, but uh, that was a Donnybrook certainly at Progressive Field back in June against the Astros, a 14-inning 10-9 Guardians win. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from a young prospect who's making a lot of noise for Cleveland out in the Arizona Fall League. His name is Kyle Manzardo, and we'll visit with him next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field. Kyle Manzardo is a 23-year-old first baseman who the Guardians acquired from the Tampa Bay Rays in a trade deadline deal, sending Aaron Savali the other way. Manzardo's in his third pro season, a former second-round pick by the Rays out of Washington State, and he is carving up the Arizona Fall League. In 16 games, he has five home runs, 15 runs driven in, six doubles and a triple. He's been an extra base machine, and he says, yes, things are going very well out in Arizona. It's been great, you know, so far so good. Uh, you know, catching up on, on some at-bats that I missed in the middle middle part of this year, and, I mean, I'm having a great time. And, and when you look at things, I know uh, we had a chance to visit with Chase DeLauder a couple of weeks ago, and he said that the competition was was excellent, and the league's reputation obviously speaks for itself. And and how have you found that to be in, in terms of challenges for you and and real development for you this fall? Yeah, I mean it's been it's been challenging. It's a really interesting, I would say, mix uh, as far as like competition goes from the pitching side. You're facing sometimes guys with some some big league experience, and then other times you're facing like younger electric type arms. So it's it's been it's been pretty challenging. But I don't know. We adjust. And you mentioned adjustments, and uh, I know you you had a reputation coming out of college as uh, just a, a real solid uh, contact hitter with with some power. And and it seems like power wise, there there have been some some really strong games for you both at the tail end of the regular season and now in the Arizona Fall League. Anything different going on there, swing wise or just adjustment wise for you? Uh, no, I mean, this, so I, I mean, I lifted a ton last off season and kind of, I've really seen a lot of improvements and differences as far as like the, the power, power goes, uh, this year. But I mean, I'm taking, taking the same types of swings and, you know, the approach is obviously the same. Is that a challenge sometimes to, to try and keep that same approach, even if, if you would like to, to produce more power and just be patient and, and let that come as you get more at bats and more experience? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a kind of a constant challenge, I guess. It's I don't know, it's just baseball, you know. It's really easy to get, you know, too big or you know, go get too passive in the box. So just kind of going up there with the same plan every day is something that kind of kind of keeps you grounded. We're joined by Kyle Manzardo, acquired by the Guardians uh, right at the trade deadline, trade with Tampa Bay and Kyle, it, it doesn't happen very often for a player in the minor leagues to get moved, um, especially in a high-profile deal at the deadline. What was your reaction to when everything went down and, and the trade was announced? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a whirlwind uh, for a little bit there, um, but kind of settled in quick. After I mean, after I found out I got traded, I pretty much came straight to Arizona uh, to rehab and then just started, started meeting people, started, you know, working on getting healthy again and, uh, I mean, I've settled in quite nicely, I'd say. 
and I know it's been a short period of time that you've been with, with the Cleveland organization. What have you found that's been helpful uh, maybe since the time of the trade that's uh, allowed you to have some good success here as you get deeper into it? Yeah, I mean, the the rehab that I kind of had going over here was, was really good for me. Um, and it's just been, you know, overall a, a great experience. And then, yeah, I mean, every, everybody's been awesome. I've been really liking it. When you look back at uh, at your amateur career, you had a chance to play at, at Washington State, and and when you look at what used to be the the, the Pac-10, Pac-12, uh, various iterations of the conference, um, how was the competition there, and, and how do you think that prepared you uh, to be a high draft pick and then have some good success, uh, at least at this stage of your pro career? Yeah, I mean it was it was huge for me. I mean, yeah, it's like a a pretty real pretty real conference um i mean maybe not as much anymore but uh i mean while i was there it was still you know the pac-12 and i was facing you know ucla and stanford and all these you know great baseball programs you know seeing a lot of really good arms uh so it definitely definitely prepared me for for this so you fast forward to uh this season, pro ball, uh, you get traded to the Guardians organization and uh, you finish the season at, at AAA and, and now in the Arizona Fall League. Just a, a couple of weeks left in the Fall League. And, and for you, what's next? What, what do you try and do to make sure that you're ready to go in 2024 and, and put your best foot forward uh, right at the start of the season in spring training? Yeah, I mean, after this, I'll, uh, I'll take it home for, you know, for the holidays and stuff and for the break and just focus on uh, getting stronger, you know, continuing to, you know, keep up on, on all my rehab and stuff, and make sure my body's, you know, really ready to go. And then I'll probably head back down to Arizona at some point before spring training, just so I can get some reps outside and stuff, just because it's really cold where I'm from, a lot of snow and stuff. So you can't go wrong down in, in the Goodyear area for sure <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> along those lines. Um, Hey, when you look at, I know players always say, Hey, you got to control what you can control, but you're at a stage now in, in your career where you're getting closer to the major leagues. And, and how much do you look ahead at, at the possibilities of what could be either next season or, or maybe even a little bit further off than that? I mean, honestly, I try not to, you know, worry too much about that. Um, you know, I try and just focus on, being wherever my feet are and I mean performing and playing as best as I can every day no matter where I'm at um that's kind of the plan for me well it's I know why well, we see the reports uh, every now and again and it seems like things going really well for you out in Arizona and uh, Kyle thanks so much for coming by appreciate the time yeah I appreciate you thank you fun to catch up with Kyle Manzardo who's uh, certainly making his case to be under consideration to make this ball club either at the start or at some point next season. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll have a World Series preview with Anthony Castrovince from MLB.com. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Score. Pass. Out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. (laughs) You see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Anthony Castrovitz with boots on the ground in Arlington, Texas at the World Series. Uh, this is a regular feature that we do with him. He's the uh, MajorLeagueBaseball.com uh, columnist and, and longtime beat writer for the Guardians way back when, when they were the Indians. But, uh, Anthony, you're back on site at the World Series, and I'm sure you had this matchup back in spring training when everyone was <laughs> was putting together their predictions. I sure did. I sure did, Rosie. Go back and look. I'm sure it's there somewhere. But uh, no, I'm glad we're honoring our. Uh, it, it's it's widely considered the best tradition in baseball is uh, Rosie and Castro's World Series preview. So I'm glad we're able to do that. <laughs> and you know that the matchup. I can't imagine anybody had this, but. Uh, uh, just based on, on recent history for both ball clubs, I'm sure a lot of folks thought Texas might be able to make some noise. But uh, is that where our game is now, though, in terms of of some unpredictability when it comes to the postseason? Well, there, I mean, definitely. First of all, I will say that, you know, for me, I, I did uh, see the Diamondbacks as a, you know, maybe a sneaky good team this year. I did not expect World Series. I thought they would have kind of a Guardians, a 2022 Guardians uh, vibe to them, you know, where they are able to rise up the NL West and, uh, you know, maybe even challenge for the NL West um, and, and, you know, maybe learn from that experience and be better for it next year. But, um, you know, they, they exceeded my expectations. You know, during the regular season, they got off to such a great start and they had this midseason lull and, uh, you know, caught fire at the right time. And same thing with the Rangers. They had some horrible stretches of baseball this season. Uh, including at the very end of the year where the, they let the division slip away in the last few days uh, to the Astros and ended up, you know, a fifth seed on the road against the Rays. Um, but, you know, this is the nature of the postseason now, especially, you know, with the, uh, you know, the added rounds. And I, I think they value that unpredictability. I think it's a feature, not a bug. Um, you know, it, it's the regular season has certainly lost some of its value. There's no question about it. Um, and I'd like to see, you know, what happens, uh, you know, maybe with expansion and, and maybe kind of drawing things up a little differently. And maybe you could even reduce the regular season and make the playoffs longer. I'm not sure. But this is definitely uh, the inventory that people love <laughs> these games. And, um, you know, these these two teams are, are proof of what can happen uh, when you when you catch fire at the right time. I also think that I also think, by the way, Rosie, the Diamondbacks were definitely aided by the new rules this season, you know, and, and both clubs to, to, certain, to a certain degree, but the Diamondbacks, especially with their speed, I think they really take advantage of the new rules. You mentioned the struggles that both had at different points in times during the regular season. How much do you think the managers in place, and maybe more so with Texas and Bruce Bochy, had an impact on them being able to weather those storms? I mean, these are two guys I respect a lot, Bruce Bochy and Tori Lovello. Um, you know, Boach is Boach. He's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's won three World Series. He is so good tactically um, on the postseason stage. He's shown that before. Um, it's been a little different this year than those Giants teams where, you know, he really had three go-to arms in the bullpen. They were so rock solid throughout throughout that Giants dynasty here with the Rangers. 
you know, sometimes they've had to get a little more creative because the bullpen's had some struggles over the course of the year. But, um, but you know, he's mixing and matching at the right time. And then Tori Lovello is a guy who, you know, you go back with him a long ways, Rosie. I do too from, you know, his, his Cleveland days uh, in the minor league system managing uh, for Cleveland and really, you know, coming up and learning a lot uh, in that organization and always been just a great baseball guy and a guy who's also willing to evolve and a guy who always builds great relationships with his players. And you know, he's been in Arizona since 2017, which is hard to believe. Um, but this is his second playoff team. It's the first one that really came up under his guidance, you know, of, of, over years of, of building those relationships with, with their players. Even a guy like Corbin Carroll is a rookie this year. You know, he was talking yesterday about what a, you know, how Lavella went out of his way to really build a relationship with him as a minor leaguer. And, uh, you know, it just makes the bond all that much stronger when these guys get to the big league. So real players manager and, uh, you know, great to see him having success on this stage. So ultimately, uh, what do you think the series comes down to at this point? Yeah, so for me, Rosie, it's, it's really this simple. Here's the, here's the math equation for me. Um, the Diamondbacks have really rebuilt their bullpen in the last couple months. It's, it's kind of become a different unit than it was the first four months of the season. And that, and that happens all the time in baseball. We see that evolve. Um, and the Rangers have had a lot of ups and downs with their bullpen. It looked like their bullpen was going to cost them a playoff spot at one time. Um, but where we are right now going into the World Series is the Diamondbacks have four arms that they seem to trust in their bullpen. The Rangers have three arms that they seem to trust in their bullpen. So I'm doing, I'm crunching the numbers and running science experiments and determining that that means four to three. That means Diamondbacks in seven games. I like it. I like yeah. the, the methodology. <laughs> of how you're getting there. Home field, um, it seemed like home field would be a big deal in the National League Championship Series with the way the Phillies played at home and the way their fans got behind them. Do you see that being as as much of a factor, which it turned out not to be in that series, but right. uh, do you see it being as much of a factor in the World Series based on, on the two ballparks and fan bases? I, I can only look at the trend this year and say, nope, I guess it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> These teams have proven it and this postseason has proven it where road teams, Rosie X, are, I, I can't remember the exact number, but it's over a 600 winning percentage in this postseason for the road team. So go figure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why that is. It could just be one of those weird fluky baseball things that doesn't repeat itself, but it, it doesn't seem to matter to these Diamondbacks, uh, you know, going in. And also, Rosie, I, I wrote this feature about Globe Life um, Field, the, the Diamond, or excuse me, the Rangers' home uh, since 2020. Very strange history to this building. You know, we live in Cleveland where Jacobs Field uh, opened up in 1994 and everything changed for the Cleveland Indians, you know, on a dime. You know, they, they became a relevant team and sold out stadium and all that. Here at Globe Life Field, ex absolutely opposite lifespan where uh, it opened in the, right during the pandemic in 2020. No fans in the seats for the short, weird season. It hosts the NLCS and the World Series that year. So a team, uh, you know, two teams are playing the World Series and neither one of them is the team that is the home team in the ballpark. Then there were two no-hitters thrown here uh, in the first season with fans against the Rangers. And then Aaron Judge hit his record-breaking 60-second home run against the Rangers here in this building. So a lot of baseball history in a short time and absolutely none of it benefiting the Rangers. So I don't know if that trend... And then, and then they lost all three games at home in the ALCS. So I don't know if that trend holds true here or if they're able to make some magic and kind of reclaim their own building. So going through my notes based on this conversation, in the future, don't win your division or 100 games and don't get home field advantage. So that's another challenge for front offices to, to try and make that happen. 
Yeah, you want to be bad, but not so bad that you don't make the playoffs. You want to be just, you know, just good enough to make the playoffs, but just bad enough to not have prominent seating. Yeah, you know, this stuff is crazy. And, and you know, every year is kind of its own thing. And next year it could be all favorites that advance. We don't know. But I will say that the way it's drawn up, I mean, you know, fans in places like Cleveland should love this format and they should love where baseball is headed because – it, it's going to be more athletically oriented and youth oriented uh, with, with the style of, of baseball that's rewarded with the, you know, the, the pitch timer and whatnot and, um, and, and the playoff format. I mean, there are huge economic disparities in this game and these are ways to level the playing field. You know, the randomness of October, again, it's a feature, not a bug. And Arizona Diamondbacks had the 21st payroll out of 30 teams going into the year. And here they are in the World Series with a legit chance to win it. So that's what you want as a, as a fan in a smaller market or a low revenue market. So that is our World Series preview with Anthony Castrovince from MLB.com. And before we let you go, Anthony, two quickies on, on other subjects. Uh, your ear is to the ground. What are you hearing on the, the Guardians managerial search? Yeah, uh, just just so many names, <laughs> just so many names, and that's kind of what I expect in this process because it's been it's been a very long it's been you know fourteen years, uh, no wait what is it fifteen years right since they went through this process um, you know that led to Manny Acta's hiring because with Terry Francona it was like Terry Francona's in we're good you know um, so you got to go back a long ways before they uh, you know really had the, the process of, of whittling down the field and. And I think it's, there's so much value, I think, in hearing other perspectives, you know, and there's a lot of them in the game right now. There's analytically driven minds, there's experienced managers, there's experienced managers, there's, you know, quality control coaches and all that stuff. So, um, you know, obviously Stephen Vogt has been uh, mentioned out there as a very prominent candidate. I know he's had a couple interviews. Um, I'm just going to say that, like, you know, I'm here at the World Series and I have so much respect for Jeff Bannister and I thought he did a great job with the Texas Rangers. I thought he got a raw, a raw deal um in, in losing his job with the rangers and he's been a difference maker for arizona tori lovello said he's the, the greatest gift that's ever happened to him as a manager was was having jeff banister as his bench coach so i'd like to see him get an opportunity with one of these you know there's so many openings right now hopefully he'll get one of them and one name that has not been mentioned as a candidate but we'd like to update with you uh bruce springsteen uh the, I, well documented you're a tremendous fan he had to stop his tour due to health issues uh -huh. what are you hearing is is he going to be able to get back out there yeah, he's on the mend. Uh, he, he's got peptic ulcer uh, disease. Or it's, uh, it sounds terrible. It's a, a terrible bellyache, basically. And um, it makes it all the more impressive what he was doing this summer in Europe and, and uh, a little bit, uh, you know, late summer uh, in some stadium shows here in the U.S. He, he just played three shows at Giant Stadium uh, in the Meadowlands. And by all accounts, the last of those shows was the absolute greatest of this tour, the best set list and just the, the energy and the, and the level of performance. And then a couple of days later, you, you learn what he was, you know, the conditions he was performing under. So Bruce, I've always said that I, I've covered a lot of great athletes in baseball, but Bruce Springsteen is the greatest athlete I have ever seen in my life. 73 years old, still getting it done. Um, oh, excuse me, 74 years old, actually. So uh, he's on demand. He'll be back in 2024, Rosie, to rock your face off. Good to know. We covered a lot of ground this year, Anthony, and, and as always, yes. it's appreciated. We always do. Enjoy the World Series. Thank you so much, Rosie. Great to hear you. That's Anthony Castrovince from MLB.com. Always great to have him on the show previewing the World Series this year, and it is off again to a rousing start after the Rangers' extra inning win last night in 11, 6-5 over the Diamondbacks. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks, as always, to Brian Motze for helping to put together our shows each week. We'll join you again next weekend. 
for another edition of Guardians Weekly. This is Jim Rosenhouse. Have a great weekend, everyone. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.